This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. There's a bumper sticker that says, The worst day of fishing is better than the best day at work. Honestly, I don't buy it. I realize that not everybody loves their job, but I love my job and I love to fly fish. In fact, I would argue that fly fishing can have a positive effect on your day job, and I think you'd say the same, wouldn't you, Dave? So today we're going to talk about what fly fishing does for your day job, and I suppose the place to start is to tell you what we do. Uh, Dave, what is your day job? I run a strategic marketing agency which I started almost 20 years ago. We work with with what I call entrepreneurial leaders, both in startups as well as entrepreneurial leaders within organizations. Right now we're working with a startup in the artificial intelligence space as well as technology that helps scientists uh, manage stem cell lines uh, at universities. So we have some technology, financial services. We also do a lot of nonprofit work both on the membership side as well as universities. So we do a lot of messaging. We have a content studio. We write a lot of marketing plans. Mm-hmm. And you know we help create podcasts, videos, white papers, blogs, books. Anyway, that's and what honest, we do. Honestly, this is not just a day job. It's probably a night job too. Although some people think, Dave, oh, you own your own business. That's just so great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I and I'm grateful that I get to do it, yeah. but I honestly haven't taken a vacation over the last 20 years in which I didn't have my cell phone. Now that's one part dysfunction. The other is, you know, when you're small it's necessity. and it's, uh, yeah, we only have five employees and, and so, you know, you're just grinding it out. And yeah. so anyway, I'm very grateful for yeah. what I do, but it's always on. I'm always on. I it is. Say. It's a, it's a very challenging, very demanding job. And yours so. isn't, man. I tell you what, the job of a pastor, man, you work one day a week, as I know, the story man, goes. That, that's just it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm a pastor, so I spend my week uh, studying the Bible, and I, I read it in its original languages, Greek and Hebrew, and I prepare sermons. I meet with a lot of hurting people, give them pastoral counsel, and then there's a lot of leadership and direction and strategy that goes with it and and i do some writing like you do and and even some uh you know teaching on the side so it's it's a very fulfilling but very uh, uh very demanding very busy uh vocation yeah, and you also manage staff which is always you know it's right. not like you're in mm-hmm. a single pastor church right, right? yeah we have uh we have like four full-time uh four other full-time pastors, ministry leaders, and then a couple part-time. And so, yeah, I'm I'm responsible to, the boss. to supervise them. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's right. That's right. So what would you say, Dave, that fly fishing has done for our uh, day job? The first and most patently obvious is that it reduces our stress. We do have to say that up yeah, front. And I do. think that fly fishing, there's just something about fly fishing which we've talked really ad nauseum about on this podcast, but, and I, and I actually hate to mention it because it, it reduces fly fishing in my mind to something 
practical. Like I do it to reduce my stress, and that's simply not why I fly fish. Correct. And yeah, it's almost more of a byproduct of. Uh, yeah, reducing yeah. stress is a byproduct. Mm-hmm. I would probably do it if it even increase my stress, but it'd probably yeah, be a right. good stress, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so that's a tertiary or third level element for what it does for my day job, but we do need to mention it. I think reducing stress is important. Mm-hmm. And and there's no doubt that a day or two on the water forces me to stop thinking about the problems at work. And, you know, I simply can't worry about something that I'm I'm not thinking about, right? Yeah. And so, so what do you worry about? What are the kinds of things in your work day that uh, keep you up at night? Or keep you on your cell phone when I'm getting my <laughs> waders on, hoping to beat you out to the river. <laughs> There's always three or four things. First of all, as a small business owner, and I'm in a professional services business, so you are you always have to be landing new clients. And yeah, so my boy. job is not just to manage the team, also to help out on creative and, and the projects that we're doing, but to land new business. So you're always a client or two away from complete collapse. It's yeah. just kind of mm-hmm. the way it is. So I, I think about that all the time. And so if I'm on a trip and I have a really thin pipeline and I'm, I'm, th- I'm stressed about that. Like I almost feel like I got to be back and start working my, you know, my marketing activities to generate new business. So generating new business is one of the most basic things that just is always there. And if you're not thinking about it, you're out of business. Second yeah. is you have to make mm-hmm. payroll every two weeks. Yeah, right. Boy. So, and so that is, is connected to the third thing, which is you have to get your clients to pay you on time. And I don't have a ton of problem because of the way I structure everything, but sometimes things get, there was a stretch just this spring where three clients that were normally pay on time clients were late for some reason. Wow. And all of a sudden you're gasping. And I always like to say that unless you've made payroll out of your own line of credit or your own bank account, you're really not a small business owner. Yeah. And occasionally you have to do that, not because the business isn't isn't vibrant or healthy, but because of cash flow issues. Yeah. So that's another mm-hmm. one. And then the final one is you you know, clients get unhappy. That's just the name of the game and you have to be on point. So thinking about all yeah. those things. And yeah, and that idea that, uh, oh, you own your own business, you don't have a boss. Well, yeah, you do. Every one Every, of my clients is a boss. Is your boss, exactly. that's right. And they can fire you, but you can fire them too. I, I have I've, done that. I've, I've been known fired. You to do that. And I fire, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what does the fly fishing piece do? So a day on the water is refreshing simply because I'm forced to think about something other than those three or four oh, things yeah. that I just mentioned. Absolutely. So what about you, Steve? What's the next uh next thing that your day job does for or fly fishing does for your day job sure i i'd say second it provides a refreshment that only comes with getting away and maybe this seems like the point you just made but i i think it's it's about more than reducing stress you know even if you're not particularly stressed out you have to step away from the people uh, you want to influence and help i mean you you have to Get your emotional batteries recharged, even if even if you're not, you know, high level stressed out at some point. Uh, I think this keeps you from that, uh, and fly fishing certainly does it for me. I mean, nothing else in my life has really done this except uh, hunting deer and then uh, hunting elk, especially during both season when the elk are in the rut. And so there there is this sense of uh, rejuvenation, refreshment that. Uh, even if I'm not stressed out, and sometimes I am, so yeah, it can reduce stress level, but I think it can also, what, maybe prevent it and just keep the, 
you know, just keep the creative juices flowing. Sometimes some of the best ideas I've had, I don't, I don't go out fly fishing to think about my work, but sometimes it's when I step away from it that I make connections. And I, I think it's just because I have some space and I'm, I'm rejuvenated. All right, before we continue our podcast, Dave, I just have to say, you smell pretty good today. What's the deal with that? Oh, my. You are way too close to me, man. Move <laughs> over. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, it sounds like another plug for our sponsor, doesn't it? Uh, it does. We are sponsored by Dr. Squatch Soap. Uh, we never thought we'd be... Uh, uh, be a shill the, for a right, soap. singing the virtues of, of soap. But wow, this stuff is really, really good. It is. It's Dr. Squatch Natural Outdoor Soap. And you can find it at drsquatch.com. Now, what is your favorite bar of soap? Or maybe I should say, what's your current bar of soap? Well, I'm kind of hooked on the pine tar. I like that. But I'm, I'm trying the, the new spearmint basil. I'm, uh, I'm actually uh, eager for my pine tar bar to. Uh, uh, to, to get so small that I can't use it anymore. It's taken a while. The stuff lasts. But, yeah, I've, I've got the spearmint uh, basil on deck, and I'm, I'm kind of interested in that. And then there's a new sage that I'd like to try as well. well I'm using bay rum right now. Um, I try oh, yeah, to, that's good I, stuff. I buy lots of pine tar, but I use it so quickly that I'm, I'm interspersing it with other bars of soap, and I'm finding I like all these other bars of soap. So... One of the great things about Dr. Squatch is that it's it's soap, it's natural soap, it's made in the USA, and it's for men. It doesn't come off the same factory line that your your partner's soap comes out of, right? It's like real soap for guys who love the outdoors. It doesn't have the harsh chemicals, but the smell's good. My wife's commented on it. She says, wow, that, that really smells good. So uh, just because it's a manly smell doesn't mean it smells like, uh, you know. Like a, skunk. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right, uh, like skunk. Uh, it's great stuff. We think you'll like it. And uh, just by punching in uh, two guys, the number two and then G-U-Y-S, two guys in the promo code area, uh, you'll get 20% off. Yep, do it now. Go to drsquatch.com. And now, back to our podcast. The third piece of what fly fishing does for my day job, at least, is that I think it provides a parallel challenge. There's so many moving parts with fly fishing, and problems. it's problem solving in a completely different setting, right? And I think that helps me in a in a like an indirect way with problem solving in my business and i've watched you fly fish dave and you have a lot of problems so i i can see how this point makes a lot of sense steve i just helped you tie, learn to tie the infinity yeah, knot so you, you cannot judge me yeah that's <laughs> at true. least i can tie the infinity knot well yeah, i'm gonna be the problem on the river dave how did you tie this again uh, i you know we've said this in other podcasts but fly fishing forces me to think creatively about solving the age-old problem of why aren't the fish hitting my fly, yeah. you know? And why did I get snapped off for the second time? And why couldn't I net that big fish? And, you know, should I put on a copper john? Should I put on a hare's ear? You know, what should my top fly be? Try neuro-nymphing, you know, on this stretch of river. Uh, it, it's just a whole different set of problems to solve. Yeah. And I, I, think, I just think it's wonderful. And I think indirectly it just, it just bolsters... You know the energy and, and focus that I have for my J job. I'd say a fourth thing fly fishing does for me is it provides an incubator for ideas to form. And I, I alluded to this a moment ago, but I'm surprised how often 
uh, I get clarity about decisions or dilemmas I'm facing. Again, it's not that I think about them consciously. It's that fly fishing gives me space for the subconscious to work. Uh, several years ago, I, I was reading a, a book, and it, it had to do with communication. And and the, the guy that wrote the book, the one thing I'll never forget that he said is quit at a point of frustration. And I thought, finally, something I can do. I'm always frustrated. <laughs> and I realized I'd be working on a problem at 4 o'clock or 4.30. It's like, I've got to solve this before I, before I head home. And he says, no, you want to leave with the problem because – uh, you'll solve that frustration. You're, you're, you know, while you're washing dishes or playing with the kids or mowing the lawn, you know, your subconscious will make these connections. And I find the same thing happens when I'm out fly fishing. You know, I'm, I'm concentrating on a pot of rising rainbows, but then, you know, after I catch one or maybe I don't. Uh, just suddenly, yeah, you laugh. <laughs> suddenly, you know, after I've released the 21 incher that I got on a size 20 parachute Adams, <laughs> uh, yeah, my mind will make a connection. I'll think, oh, you know, that problem I was thinking about, here's the solution. Or, or I, I think the other part of it is having space to dream. And I started doing this when I was a teen, when I was hiking and fly fishing in Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. And and, and to this day, I, I love the hike into, say, uh, the Yellowstone below, well, it's above Tower Fall. We walk down from Tower Fall to the river, and then we go up, I don't know, what is it, two, three miles? Yep. and. And I, I love that walk. Sometimes you and I chat, but but often we're uh, it's just silence. Yeah, it's just silence, and and I'm not I'm not trying to mull over problems at, at my, you know, with my job. But surprisingly, when I'm focused on other things and I'm looking around at the scenery and wondering if we'll run into a buffalo or if we'll see that wolf again on the other side of the river, you know, something will come. Or why to is mind. that grizzly bear running yeah. at me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. Why is Dave running and not pulling on his bear spray? Oh, man. But seriously, it, it really does provide a place to dream and a place for ideas to, to form and to grow. Yeah, that's great. I, and I, that's exactly how it is for me, too. I think another one is, is that fly fishing really makes me appreciate the work that I do. And I, I can say that even if I wasn't running my own business, I would be doing something else. And I would appreciate that work as well. I have to tell you, I love to work. And when I go fly fishing, I come back not only refreshed, but but really grateful that my life is not just fly fishing and not because I'm so lousy at it. Um, I, you know, I, it seems like I enjoy what I do all the more after I come back from a fly fishing trip. And now there might be this pining that I have to live in the West and you know, to do more fly fishing. Mm -hmm. I think I always wish I could do more fly fishing, but I don't wish my life could be only about fly fishing. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's tedious parts of what I do. I mean, I can't tell you how much, yeah. you know, as I've said before, there's so much tedious. But really, fly fishing accentuates the enjoyment that I have with the work that I, you mm -hmm. know, I really feel called to do. Now, obviously, there are those who are guides or part of, you know, part of the fly fishing industry or the hunting industry or the outdoors industry. And I get that. In fact, you were just telling me about a couple, you know, that has this really outdoors. What was what did, what did they have? Yeah, it's called Expedition Overland. Uh, this guy, Clay Croft, was a uh, uh, he took film at Montana State. and He's a cinematographer. And so they they travel around the world and 
and put together these documentaries of uh, visiting different places. And it, it's overland, so they're in vehicles and they're getting stuck. And, uh, you know, it's it looks fun. Like, oh, man, this would be a great lifestyle. And, and I think it is. But at the end of the day, that it's it's a job. It's, it's a work. J-O-B, yeah. right? Yeah. And if they don't love the work itself, the working yeah. with the clients, uh, the problem oh, solving, and if they don't love that work, then it's just tedious. Yeah, you're not fly fishing when you're uh, guiding. No, you're, you're not. That's a you know, tough somebody job. Somebody else is doing it. Or That's you're exactly sitting behind right. the counter telling everybody, yeah, I use this pattern and that pattern, and you're not the one who's fly fishing at that <laughs> That's point. That's exactly yeah. right. I do think that maybe some or one reason why our podcast has resonated with average fly fishers is is that's what we are. We fish 20 days or so a year we wish we could do more but that's pretty much you know, you're telling me we're not professionals <laughs> i thought we were <laughs> no no it's true yeah we're just average fly yeah fishers we don't fish who... you know 50 days mm-hmm. a year which would be yeah. awesome uh but i don't know that's just way too much i think but at the end of the day we have day jobs and our day jobs are important for a variety of reasons and fishing makes work more engaging for me and period yeah, and I'd, I'd say the same. I, um, I, I come back refreshed. I, I love what I do. I, I love fly fishing, but it's a, you know, it's a hobby. You know, it, it's, not, it's not all of life. And uh, I, I think that's uh, – even some of the fly fishers I know who do it for a living, you know, what strikes me is, is they have other interests. Um, you know, I won't name any names, but I, I think of other fly fishers, and I know uh, one of them likes to ranch and, and drive tractor, and he's doing that more now than he is fly fishing, and he he has access to one of the, the finest spring creeks I know of in, in Montana. And then the, there's other guys who are refereeing basketball, and they're, they're following, you know, college football, or they... Yeah, they just have all these other hobbies, and, and it just makes you realize, you know, there, there is more to life than fly fishing. And, and maybe part of what we're saying is uh, don't resent your job. Uh, if, if you do it right, uh, the, the one can complement the other, and I think the fly fishing can enrich your day job. And I, I think your day job then can provide for and, and make you appreciate those moments when you get out on the river. Man, I've talked to so many people through the years in my work, working with entrepreneurs or people in in in, inst- in larger organizations. I'm always amazed that almost everybody feels trapped in some way by the work that they do, and right. they all wish they mm-hmm. could do more outdoor stuff. And I think I think feeling trapped is a part of life. It's part of the you know you know if you have to work, you have to work. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do think that fly fishing. Uh, by itself without work to me just wouldn't be all that meaningful mm-hmm. i think once i retire and i don't think i'll ever retire my dad is 84 and i think my dad at 84 has more energy than i do mm-hmm. and some of it is a gift well 100 percent of it yeah. is a gift but just the other day he was 84 years old drove 100 miles to go to the uh, state fair the north dakota state fair just so he could see all the new 600 dollars uh-huh. new john deere tractors Wow. And so he went up there, grabbed coffee or lunch with his grandson, walked around, and then drove home. That's like 200, a total of 220 <laughs> miles in one day. But I just wow. thought, you know, just the initiative that he took to do that, I, I hope that I'm like that. And I think that fly fishing certainly will take on maybe a little bit more when I get older. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do other stuff as well. So yeah, I think you're right about kind of the takeaway here, which yep. is don't resent 
your day job right. because of fly fishing. I think you're right, Dave. I'm I'm like you. I I'd, I'd I'd love to have a little more time to fly fish, but uh, we're not just waiting till retirement for that to happen. Number one, like you say, we're probably neither one of us will probably fully retire. Blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What We're kind of that? preaching at this point. Know, yeah, that's it. And secondly, huh, well, I don't know if I remember what I was going to say secondly, which must mean that I'm rambling, but uh, we really do see uh, how our our jobs and our fly fishing are compatible. Well, uh, great stuff from our listeners. Uh, this is a comment from David. He's a longtime listener, and he offered two comments on our podcast, Fly Fishing Rules Made to be Broken. First, he commented on Mike's story and great stuff from our listeners. Uh, Mike told about being charged by an otter on a California river. And if you've been listening to these consecutively, maybe you remember this. So Dave's responded. He said, awesome comment from your listener, Mike. It made me chuckle. It reminds me of a beaver that snuck up on me one day when I was fly fishing a main beaver dam. The beaver was behind me, and it swam within a couple feet and then smacked its tail on the water. I squealed and pretty much jumped out of my waders. The dang beaver almost gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Oh, that's great. Oh, man. I've, I've never had the no. beaver slap the water like that. I've seen them a lot when I'm fly fishing. but. And then he says, now back to this podcast on fly fishing rules that are made to be broken. One rule I've heard is, Dry fly patterns tied with wings outfish the same dry fly patterns tied without wings. However, I've fished plenty of flies I've tied without wings, and I've caught a ton of fish. I honestly find no difference when it comes to flies tied with wings and those without. <laughs> That's that, great. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, <laughs> what Bud Lilly said when he used to own the fly shop in West Yellowstone, and people would come in and say, yeah, they're, they're only hitting on this little baby. And he said by the end of the day, there were about 14 or 20 little babies that were the only <laughs> thing they were hitting on. So. Well, one of the signs that someone is is uh, is wrong is how confident they speak. Yeah, right? no kidding. I, always have the, I love this phrase, always confident, sometimes right. Yes. You know, and that is so true of fly oh, fishers. Man. And I'm the same way, right? Yeah. Rah, 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 rah. You know, and next thing you go, eh, well, maybe not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, one thing I know I'm right about is that this is uh, where we need to wrap things up. So uh, what does fly fishing do for your day job or vice versa? Please or maybe tell it us. doesn't, right? Yeah, that's true. Or maybe, maybe we're all doesn't. washed up. Yeah. Maybe your experience is different than ours. Well, please tell us by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysinariver.com. How has fly fishing enriched or contributed to your daily work or maybe the opposite? And thank you for referring our podcast to your TU chapter or fly fishing club and friends. If you receive our weekly email alerts, feel free to forward that on to everyone in your fly fishing club or TU chapter. We'd love to hear your stories and ideas for our podcast episodes. So reach out to us on Instant Messenger or Instagram if you have ideas for uh, a new episode. One more thing, if you haven't yet purchased our book, the Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish, please do so on Amazon. Because if you don't, we're just going to keep mentioning this at the end of every podcast until eternity comes, That's right? That's right. You're or gonna, is this eternity? You're going to hear it ad nauseum. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are two guys in a river. For the love of our day job. No. And fly fishing. For the love of fly fishing. Yes.